Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor, and I'm here with a special guest who's filling in for Dr. Stan Fowler. We continue to pray for Stan. As of this recording, uh, he's improving. He's in the hospital, hoping to get transported back to uh, either Hamilton or Grand River. We're not sure, but uh, we are encouraged, and thank you for praying for Stan. Uh, he did listen to the last podcast, so his wife Donna tells me, and he, I think he was okay with how Dave and I uh, did it, but he is interested in this ministry, and we hope to have him back. But in the meantime, uh, I've got with me a special guest, uh, Jim Barnett. Uh, Jim is um, a real partner here at Grandview with all things leadership development, uh, Jim, uh, just uh, why don't you just say a little bit about uh, how you came to be so interested in the topic that we're talking about today, which is, which was related to leadership development in particular, teaching uh, people how to be learners and disciples. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Bob. I spent uh, 29 years at the University of Waterloo um, teaching and administering, um, and while I was teaching it. I, I really got interested in the different uh, pedagogies that are available. And uh, a couple of things that really struck me, particularly in my later years, that I really wish I'd known in my earlier years. But um, those are the things that uh, resonated with me and gave me a way of thinking about uh, course design. And it's course design not from the faculty members or the teacher's point of view but it's course design from the student's point of view. It's really what are the students going to know and be able to do at the end of this course or this workshop or this training instead of what am I going to do to teach them. It's how are, what are they going to learn, how are they going to learn it, and how am I going to know that they learned it. Okay, so uh, you brought this experience into Grandview, and I'll, I'll never forget the time when I was introducing um, a, a learning pathway built on the first principles of the faith according to Paul's teaching paradigm. And uh, you took one of the courses in the first principles series. You seemed to like it. And you phoned me the next day. And I didn't, I didn't know what you were meaning, you being critical. But you ended up saying, you ended up saying I can help you. And I'll, I'll never forget that. It says, okay, how is he going to help me? And that was the beginning um, of our relationship here at Grandview and the work that God has called us to do to develop strategies so that people in our church can learn better. And I think we have to agree that the way that we learn in churches might be as poor or worse as your experience has been in university. We have a problem. Um, When I took that uh, first principles course that you mentioned, uh, one of the things that impressed me there was that uh, in the training for that, they referred to Bloom's taxonomy of learning outcomes. And that is something that I was familiar with from my teaching days at the university and that I thought was really important and, and unusual in a, um, a church training uh, system. Uh, Bloom's taxonomy really, that again, focuses on what the students should be able to know and do by the time they graduated. And it's based on uh, six levels. And the first one is what they need to know. 
The second is what they need to understand based on that knowledge. Then how do they apply what they now know and understand? And then how do they use that, the application, to analyze and then to evaluate and then to create? And uh, that's what really impressed me with the first principles training that we took um, because it was based on a learning outcomes uh, Where system. would you say uh, typically the breakdown is? Because I think we all begin at, at the beginning with blooms, with content, but somewhere along the line, we, we settle. Where would you say that, Mark, is in that taxonomy? Uh, I would say that students generally, and I, I don't think it's much difference between a university and our people here at Grandview, is that they know and understand and the focus and they like that they like to know things they like to understand things once they get into the higher levels it gets more difficult and it's not just as simple as reading a book or um, having a, a simple discussion with somebody that then they go off and do whatever they want um, but once they get into the apply analyze evaluate and create that takes time and a lot of thought uh, and it's not just simple things, it's integrating a number of things together when they're analyzing something. So it, it is difficult. And so students generally like the know and understand. They like going to a lecture, uh, hearing somebody, and that's good, but that they're getting knowledge and they may get some understanding, but they don't get any experience applying that. Right, and the purpose of of a church, a church that is making disciples, is not simply to inform people, but it's life transformation. Yes. And uh, I think uh, the problem is here, as it is everywhere, that we settle quite often for interesting knowledge. Oh, I didn't know that before. Well, that was a very interesting sermon today. Uh, I'm smarter now, or, or I'm more enlightened now, but my life hasn't been changed, right? And so we're concerned with outcome, so blooms is a great thing, and I realize it's not the language that a lot of churches use, but it's something that uh, we're dealing with here at Grandview. And to that end, we're developing workshops. So you began uh, serving here, at least in my tenure, by organizing our first principal series, and that involved workshops to train people in Socratic dialogue and some educational theory so that they can do well in teaching the first principles. But more recently, you, you've given yourself to the development of workshops for anyone here at Grandview who's doing anything. It could be seniors ministry. It could be even youth ministry. You don't need to be an expert in any of those things, but uh, you have an ability to put together a workshop given the outcome that is desired, and you, you work on that. So let's talk a little bit about how important that is for churches like Grandview. Uh, I think it's very important. Um, most people have gone to training sessions in some ministry that they're involved in. Uh, and sometimes some are very good, uh, some not so much. And when you talk about outcomes, it is very important that whoever is developing the workshop or the leader training, uh, they need to have a clear idea of what outcome they want and again that comes back to blooms mm -hmm. what they want the students to know and be able to do at the end how many how many s conferences seminars workshops have you been to where you've walked away and you've wondered 
What was that all about? Uh, many. And, and not just, you know, at Grandview, but uh, universities all over. I mean, it, it is common um, not to really focus in on those outcomes. Um, I, I think it is very important that we do because then the participants have a clear understanding of why they're there and at the end, they can do their own self-assessment on, can I do that? So what are the, what are the kinds of workshops that are in the can right now or that, that we're working on? Just to give our listeners an example of the kinds of workshops that they might uh, be interested in. Well, we have done our first principles leader training, uh, which is two half-day sessions, uh, two, mo- two Saturday mornings, uh, to develop uh, the um, leaders who are going to be leading those first principle studies. Um, tied into that, we did develop a separate one Saturday uh, workshop on leading a discussion, which is such a, an important part of that first principles uh, to be able to get the participants, the students, if you will, engaged in discussing the topics. And uh, there's a real art, if you will, to developing or asking the right questions to get them engaged, not just fact-based, you know, what does it say here? What's the answer? What Fill in the blank. Yeah, there, there's something about learning in a conversation, a relax, just like what we're, we're talking right now, but it's, it's invigorating. Um, we're, we're, every time I talk with you about these things, I, I have a better grasp on a thing. This morning I was talking with Jacob about preaching in pastoral context. Is that the only way that you can engage people? And we said, well, Socratic dialogue will, will give you as much a buzz, if that's what you're looking for, where you're connecting with people. In fact, it might even be a bigger buzz uh, to lead someone in a Socratic dialogue where you see people's eyes open up, they're asking questions, they're getting it. And really that's the kind of learning tool. We want people to develop proficiency in that kind of skill as we teach here at Grandview. Yes, one thing I really like about the Socratic discussion is that it's not just somebody telling me something. Mm -hmm. It's somebody asking me questions and making me think about it. Can I give, uh, can I explain what my thoughts are on this? And Mm -hmm. maybe as I'm trying to explain that, I realize that I'm wrong. Right that I, I didn't get that right. I don't understand it as well as I thought I did. And that's what I love about the, disc- the, the, the questioning, the Socratic questions, is it's not somebody telling you things which you may or may not accept, but it's me seeing how well I understand it and whether I got it right. Now, right now, uh, I ran into you at the church today. You weren't ready for this podcast, but I know that you are ready uh, because you're working on another workshop. And uh, can we t- we've got a few minutes left in our podcast. Can you say what the outcome of this workshop is and why at this time it's essential for Grandview? Um, yes, we have developed a um, self-assessment tool. So um, this fall, you're doing a series, sermon series on making fruitful disciples. And uh, we want our people to do a self-assessment of where they are in being a fruitful disciple. And the, the questions, the, the self-assessment uh, is based on the first principle series. But we want um, the life group leaders and potentially other 
group leaders to be able to lead people through a discussion on these this self-assessment uh, so that uh, they can um, and so what we're trying to do with the leaders is to prepare them mm -hmm. to lead the the discussion on the self-assessment so it's it's not a uh, you know broad topic it's a very narrow topic but we and and one of the things that we do in our workshops uh, is to provide a practicum and that's a very important part mm -hmm. of this is that they get to practice it now it's not you know 20 hours of practice it may be only a short practice but then we have a discussion afterward how did that go what went well and I might learn from not only what I went through it would be in my little discussion group, mm -hmm. but also what others went through in their discussion group so that I'm better prepared and know how I should prepare mm -hmm. for leading a discussion in, say, my life group. So our workshops are typically three hours in length on a Saturday morning, maybe a little break. If we need to, we'll have two Saturday mornings. But that's, that seems to be the optimal time and uh, for that kind of thing. Uh, for this tool, um, it, there's really two parts to it. There's the self-assessment, which stands on its own, right? We're not training people in how to do that. We just kind of give it to them, and it's self-explanatory, right? That's right. But even there, we have, for, for each of the questions, there is an outcome that we want them to think about. Mm -hmm. And then we have a few questions underneath that for them right. to... Uh, ask themselves as they are considering whether they are strong or whether they need work in that particular so th but the category. workshop trains people to deal with people who have taken that assessment and yes. uh, they've gone through there's there's eight pieces to it and maybe th th there's a fire has been started or a red flag has gone here so now these people are very sensitized to some growth areas and so a, someone who's taken our workshop comes into their life and say, look, let's talk about those things. I've taken a workshop. I think I know how to help you. Uh, we'll drill down on that. And the end result is discipleship um, that results in life transformation. Yes, and so the, if they do this self-assessment and then they have a discussion in their life group, and as you said, they identify some things where they need to work on it, Generally, we want them to work one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Yeah. It may be a spouse. It may be a friend. It may be the life group leader. But it, and, and those people, we would like to go through our training as well. So they know how to lead that discussion mm -hmm. with the disciple as they seek to improve. Amen. And because we believe that people are confident to counsel. Now, Jim, I told you when this podcast started, it would be over before you knew it. Well, we're out of time, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us on this. And if you have any questions, those of you who are listening to us uh, about the workshops that we offer or you want to chat with Jim, uh, we're more than happy to do that. You can just contact the church office. Until then, I'm Bob McGregor here with Jim Barnett. Thanks for listening.